0: Today I'm pleased to welcome Truk and Bastian to the podcast. Welcome guys. Hi.
1: Well, thank you. Hi. Nice.
0: So, um, you guys are both employees at YOLA. Um, yes. It'd be really good to hear a little bit, you know, from each of you about like what you're what you do at YOLA and uh, uh, what your roles are.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Truk, um thirty eight years old. So I'm <laughs> Not for the fifty plus uh, group. <laughs> um so far but soon. Um thirty, uh, thir- 30 38. Yeah, thirty-eight. Um working for Yola since three years, um starting with table tennis, marketing table tennis, and um since we have pickleball in our assortment, I'm also responsible for um pickleball in Europe and um yeah, but do a lot of things, um, not just uh, pickleball, um, also table tennis, a lot of stuff, um, organizing all events, um, doing online marketing, um, offline marketing with a small team here. And um, yeah, that's, that's the main, main job uh, from my side here.
0: Yeah. I should say that you're based out of Germany, right? I didn't kind of mention that, but you're based out of yes, Germany I, and you kind of yeah, look yeah. after Europe in general?
1: Yes, right. So so our office is in, in Siebeldingen. It's a really tiny village um, um, in Germany, um, southwest in Germany, um, close to Karlsruhe. Maybe some of the guys know Karlsruhe. Next biggest city is Frankfurt. It's around an hour from here. Mm-hmm. And um, this office is here since, I don't know, 40 years. So Yola is a ta- actually it's a table tennis company for more than seventy years um, founded in nineteen fifty two and since then we have yeah the office and the warehouses and production most of the stuff um, yeah located uh, close to to landau and so
0: you, did you start uh, out as a as a table tennis player um, uh, first
1: no i didn't play table tennis at all, just just in free time with friends, but yeah. I don't have any record sport background. So I played soccer, uh, I don't know, 20 years, mm-hmm. um, and that's it.
0: Okay.
2: Interestingly enough, I had the very same question, Mark, when I met uh, Doki for the first time. I assumed he played <clears throat> table tennis very well, actually, too. No, it's just, me no.
1: just, just because I'm I'm an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, I didn't play table tennis at all. So, yeah, just here since I started walking here, I played a bit. Um sometimes I use uh, the table tennis um robot to oh, yeah. drill a bit, but that's it, yeah.
0: Okay. That's already pretty hardcore using the robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Basti. Yeah,
2: um yeah, I'm I'm Basti. I just started for Yola over a month ago in October, but the history with Yola goes back a little, little more. I guess over almost a year ago, I approached Duki as a player only back in the days and said, "Hey, this is this is me. This is us. I I would be interested to play for Yola or with Yola." And ever since then, I guess we we are playing for Yola, Felix, my partner and I. And yeah, I guess this spring summer we got talking, and now I'm. Um, Officially with Team Yola full time. Uh, my only worry at the job is pickleball. I don't get distracted by table tennis or other like topics. I'm really thinking pickleball only, and I hope to help uh, Toki or uh, Yola as much as I can with my maybe experience or yeah from as a player or yeah contacts or anything else that, that I can assist with and i guess we haven't figured out a full day to day routine yet uh, because for us pickleball or like the topic of pickleball is yeah fairly new but yeah we get we get into it and i guess the tasks are very diverse between you know talking with uh, players talking to tournament directors uh, setting up yeah retail connections there's multiple things to do and to figure out still but it's very interesting and for me i thought it's a it's a win-win because I've been playing for five five years now since I got to know it in Atlanta, and yeah, now I'm back playing for the brand, working with the brand, basically do what I what I breathe
0: in, anyways. So for me, it sounded like a good deal, and feels good so far. Okay, so it's a pretty mixed a mixed role then, kind of anything that's kind of pickleball-based in Europe, you you kind of got your finger in.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, there's no no uh, process, nothing established really yet. Um, you know, some brands are already in Europe, some some are not yet. Most of it happens in the US anyways. And we are attached to the American YOLA Yola team as well. But still, some things are, are different and must be handled differently. So that's what we are, we're here for. And I think it's a very exciting spot and a very exciting time to be working in, in Pickleball because so many things are changing and we can actually establish something and, yeah, make our own decisions and create maybe something that's really cool for the sport.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So where do you guys, well, wh- yeah, where do you guys play uh, pickleball? How many how many clubs are in Germany and where, what's your like, local club and where do you play?
1: Yeah, we have, we have this discussion like almost <laughs> every day. Where to play? How, where can we go to play? This is one of the, biggest issue I think uh, in in Germany and also in other countries so um, most of the clubs we have around I don't know 70 clubs in Germany Um, that's the clubs are mostly from any badminton clubs are they have another branch for for pickleball now Um, and there are just a couple people playing so I don't know, 20 people, 15 to 20 people mostly. And most of the clubs they play in sports hall, in regular gym halls, sports halls, with all the lines you have for basketball, for soccer, for volleyball, for batting. Yeah. And this is the most, for me, the most annoying thing we yeah. can have for pickleball, because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not nice if you have played on some real pickleball courts before, like at English Open, for example, or in US somewhere, Um, and then you come back to Germany and play in the sports hall, this is really, yeah, not nice to play. So my club here is um, around 40 minutes from here. It's also in the sports hall. And, yeah, it's the only group close to my hometown so it's yeah the the only opportunity i have to have and go to play so this is really yeah we yeah this is a big problem for me um and yeah, yeah we need to get some proper courts really soon
2: yeah, so I think he'll... it was it was last year after after the Swedish tournament when we played at perfect conditions in in Newstruping. And Felix got home on a Tuesday evening in our gym group. He had like a really soft ball, the gym surface, wobbly <clears throat> nets, and it took him like a minute. And he hit the ball in the net and wanted to quit then and there. He was like, "I'm yeah. done. I'm never playing here again." <laughs> so yeah, this is really what we're all struggling with, I guess. And um, we have the same situation in in Höchstatt where where I started the club and we still play but it's limited to the the court times at first and also to the quality of of the court and as you know if the surface is a proper hardcore tennis surface or something similar the ball bounces different differently and skids like doesn't skid as much i guess so a big yeah. big difference and i think it, it hinders also a little bit the development of pickleball if we don't have it nice and professional the sooner we get it professional the better it looks also for beginners. So they are drawn to it. If if a beginner walks into a gym and he would see this chaos of lines, he's already in trouble understanding yeah. what the kitchen is and what rules are to follow. And then he sees all those lines and he doesn't even know what's the kitchen line. So I think this is a big yeah a big problem we're we're having these days in, in Germany. It it goes very slow, but hopefully we can crack it open. And some places have started doing it
1: yeah some some places like um tennis clubs, for example, they are converting um tennis um courts to pickleball courts. There is a club in close to Stuttgart in Stuttgart um they have a big hall with five tennis courts, and they converted one to four pickleball courts with really uh-huh. Nice base and it's really nice, nice to play there. Yeah.
0: So it's dedicated. It's not like they, off, it's not a tennis court. Yes, right. uh, yes. Okay, so it's okay. That's nice.
1: It's just, just a pickleball court. Yeah, proper yeah. net. Proper net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, like and a this permanent is need, yeah. This is what we. Yeah, this is one we need in 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 Germany and in Europe at all. So um, that we have proper courts, even if it's commercial. But I think people are willing to pay to get some time to play on proper courts um, rather than playing on some, yeah, sports hall floor with tons of lines. Yeah. Well,
0: it's the same problem in the UK, like same problem everywhere. Like I think right now outside the US, like we, we, I think we had our first dedicated club uh, just uh, a couple of months ago after the English Open, actually, uh, in and around Telford. And it has the the rollout mats. Um, so it's still not even on like a proper you know tennis surface. But that's the first kind of... First and there's three courts there. Um, but yeah, I think in the UK, we've got over 300 clubs so We're like a little bit further, like ahead, but we still haven't got any. But I, I know they're coming because I've talked to a few people and there's definitely um, spaces coming. Uh, I think within the next 12 months, we'll probably see a few... Yeah, like starting to appear like proper facilities so looking forward to that for sure because like you say it's a different game isn't it playing on a gym hall with a softball is, is totally different from playing yeah. on a proper court with a hard ball. Yeah.
1: yeah it's also for the players they I think for them it's a nicer and, and better feeling to play on proper courts than on playing on the sports hall floor it's really it's a different feeling to play on proper courts Yeah, and yeah. also with another ball so yeah yeah
0: and
2: yeah. that like we have found a little workaround because we we figured out eventually if all the other like good teams in Europe have the the proper courts like you see them in Spain, you see them in Sweden, you see them in England now if if we don't adjust and kind of have that um, training condition or yeah practice courts for us then we're gonna yeah we're gonna kind of fade away a little bit, so we have found a workaround and we talk to tennis club now and pay for forty hours and mark our lines every single time we go okay. so obviously this is not, not very sustainable yeah. but uh, this is what we have to do in the meantime and we're hoping that it goes very very quickly because yeah, yeah. it's a lot of work without
1: yeah yeah also for also com- competition wise so if you compare the level in US with the level we have here it's it's really a big difference but yeah their advantage is that they have proper courts they have more players um more better players than we have here in europe um at the moment but they they have other conditions to play and this is what we are missing here that we have these conditions where our top players can practice and um compete on this level so if we think in a long term for i don't know olympia olympics uh, for for example so one stage we, we need to compete with the, the U.S. Uh, yeah. um, team, for example, and this is not possible, I think, at the moment. So we yeah. are really far away from on that level. Yeah.
0: And I have more time to practice as well, right? Because they're, they're like, uh, you know, they're getting paid oh, yeah, sponsorships that's... and they can practice all day, every day. And...
2: I stop working and start playing only now. You have it on tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh It's a challenge, but like uh, that's just going to be the way it is right i mean I'd love to see like a European tour at some point where you know and then and then ultimately like a, almost like a rider cup kinda a, a competition where the u s play europe uh you know once a year or whatever I and mean, pick that would be great i think
2: I think for now we have to focus on on Europe and see how the calendar in Europe works out and kind of align something there because right now everybody wants to have a piece of of the cake and nobody really knows anymore where to go where to play and Mm. you know you know that it's coming the tournaments are getting bigger you can maybe earn some money if you play the top level but again it's very spread now and the calendar is not really clear for anybody really
0: no no absolutely okay um so what are you guys working on like right now what's the what's your focus right at this moment in time Hi, Mark Mars here. I hope you're enjoying the show. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Pickleball Addiction store and newsletter. To support the show, please check out the Pickleball Addiction store at pickleballaddiction.co where we stock a wide range of paddles, balls, nets and other accessories. Use coupon code POD10, that's pod 10 to get 10% off your first purchase. You can also check out the Pickleball Addiction newsletter at pickleballaddiction.news where we cover the latest news in pickleball from the UK and around the world. Thanks for your support and now back to the show.
1: So so my focus is right now really um to set up everything for ISPO. Um this is the exhibition uh, sports fair in, in Munich, end of November. Mm-hmm. Um we will also showcase our all our pickleball products there. Um so we have we don't have any um, or all products um, in, in the European assortment like we have in US but we want to show the people on this exhibition what we have all our products so we um, also show I don't know for example the um, new Hyperion C2 um, pedals we don't have them here right now and yet um, <clears throat> But all these things um, and also some other pedals we don't have here, we don't carry here. Um, So we want to show our whole assortment and um, show the world um, what products we have. Um, All equipment, um, all pedals, all balls, um, Mm -hmm. also the the new Helios ball. Um, We want to show we don't have them here as well, but um, they are on the way. yeah, this is my main um, project right now, and the other one is um, to um, organize or co-organize, help the organizer to um, set up the European finals. It's a tournament and mid of December um, in St. Anton in uh, Austria, okay. where uh, where yeah where the um, best european players uh, are coming to compete each other um, okay. yeah oh. this is so how big is that how many how many players?
0: Players. How, how many players how are, many players of the austrian tournament
2: yeah. i think it's it's hard to tell at this point because yeah. we just opened up the the sign ups but what we can tell is that there's like top 40 uh, yeah players coming i think english people are not coming because of uh, premier league match day but besides that, um, a lot of players got invited to play. Really, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be six proper courts. It's going to be like three days of really high level pickleball in Europe, and I think it's something to look forward to, look forward to
0: for sure. Okay, and is that is that a tournament that's organized by Yola? Is it?
1: That... We're sponsor. We're sponsor. Ah. Um, organizer. So the tournament is from organized by pickleball global and um uh-huh. there's uh, pro pickleball from switzerland and austria um our dealer in switzerland and austria and is co-organizer with pickleball global yeah okay it's up it's really imagine
2: six proper courts and like an event center up on the mountains where there's snow around yeah. i think it's going to be amazing if you and also for the players even even if you come as a in the media player, I think it's going to be really cool, cool days and a good experience to play on proper courts. As we said earlier, this is a big step to not um, settle for gym floor in big tournaments, but go and yeah, invest a little bit. You know, we bring over the pickle rolls so that you have a proper playing experience. I think it changes the game entirely.
0: Yeah, great. So you're going to have a rollout surface as well there. Excellent. Um. So yeah, Basti. So you're like, you know, you're working on, on your game um, as well. Um, well. I don't know what we describe it like, a semi-pro uh, in Germany, or uh, <laughs> considering you have to work I don't know, as well. Sure I it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does an ordinary week look like for you? Like, how do you kind of fit in? You know, you're your drilling and improving your game, like with a with a full time job.
2: Well, I, I always tell people that you know I started very early, and Felix and I we were riding the way from early on, and now we try to just keep with it. And as I mentioned earlier, sometimes we have to adjust and take a little extra step, a little extra investment, uh, to to have the same conditions and to stay with it. But so far, it's good. And really, my my week is now really cool that I can do it with Yola because before I was in a normal like day-to-day job and. I couldn't really practice at all during the week, only like weekends were jam-packed, like three, four play times on the weekends. I do a lot of drilling still, uh, one-on-one, um, because that's to me still the most effective rather than playing with four people that are not maybe up to up to the full speed of the game. So a lot of drilling and now with Yola, I'm, I'm thankful that I can work from home uh, the majority of the week. I'm always uh, at the office one or two days a week. Like now, you see, I'm I'm at the office Monday, Tuesday. Next week might be totally different. But whenever I'm I'm at home uh, in the Nuremberg area, then I, I get to practice and drill. Uh, we do a lot of yeah evening, like 8:30 to 10:30 drills because that's when the gym surface is is open for us. And on the weekends, as much as we can, I have a little ball machine, and that's how we we practice. But I also spend a lot of time thinking and strategizing, maybe watching some. Some videos and Felix and I on that level are very well connected. We we talk a lot. We share the tasks without even planning very much. We just get along so well as childhood friends. So we are, yeah. I think as a team we we work well. And now with YoLa I have a proper setup to to do it as long as I I can. I mean I'm also not getting younger, but 31 and I have a couple more more years left. I think so. That's going to be fun and I really enjoy, let's say, the ride and see how it grows, how the prize money grows, how people get younger and better and the mm. game gets faster and also the brands now get, get interested in. I mean, when I started a year ago with YOLA, we were the first ones, I think, to, to start with YOLA, right? Yeah. We were the very first ones and now, yeah, we get more and more requests. People are interested, people want to have um, yeah, a partnership or, or free things or you can tell that, you know, the excitement about the sport is is just growing and I'm I'm happy to be part of it I'm happy to be you know let's say at, at the top and I can look a little bit what's what's on the horizon and also I'm happy to get invited to the tournament in december I'm happy to travel to to see a little bit of the world meet really cool people i mean in the yeah let's say top 50 people know each other very well and there's mostly friends and really good connections it's still a very friendly sport even at the top level so i just enjoy it is like it is, and again, being a semi-pro, what you call it earlier, I think helps <laughs> helps for Yola, helps helps the sport, and at the end helps helps me as well. Yeah.
0: Do you have any ambitions to play any of the US tours at any point?
2: If they would invite me or, or pay for it, then definitely yes. <laughs> I'm always curious to, to challenge them, but a the, the trip over there is very costly, and you have to plan okay. a lot for it we we played a little bit in in august uh, as team Yola Germany Felix um, I and, and Truk for a couple of days and we we saw that we can we can hang with the 5o so a little stronger even we can play with with them and we can also at English Open we could play with the next gen app players that's mm-hmm. okay but still i would love to see how we really stick up in a yeah let's say 5o or even open tournament i know that some other european players have done it i think freddie and louis the beginning of this year they, they did it and they were doing okay so i would love to see it for us and i'd love to see it let's say more regularly so we can mm-hmm. plan, ahead, plan ahead and have some time to prepare rather than just trying a random tournament kind of ties into what you said earlier it would be fun to have like a let's say riders cup or some big cup europe against america but it needs somebody who who puts money in or who's invested yeah. in it. It doesn't happen, yeah, without
0: anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you said there's 70 clubs-ish uh, in Germany right now. I mean, what's the growth been like over the last 12 months or so, 12, 24 months? Have you seen, uh, is that uh, a lot more clubs have come and are you expecting that going forward?
1: Um. Difficult to say. I think since last year, it's not growing that much. Um, okay. So this is what I this is what I see. So I think it's not growing that much, um, and the clubs, I don't the clubs they don't have more members than before. So I'm not sure about that. It's it's difficult to figure out and find out how how fast the the, the clubs um, and. Um, how many people are still playing pickleball? It's difficult to see here in Germany. <clears throat> um, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope it will. Yeah, there's a, a, another push uh, in the next couple, yeah, one or two years, um, that more and more people are getting aware of pickleball and want to play pickleball. But yeah, it's difficult with the with the. Um, environment we have here in um, in Germany
0: yeah okay that's interesting
2: yeah. Yeah. a lot of the times I feel like the club leaders they, their first steps are very easy and obviously very natural for people to play batman field you have the lines already you play but after a while you notice there's a breaking point either now I um, invest a lot or like change something or move or grow or you know hire somebody who, who gives practice or I keep it the way it is and so far most of the clubs just kept it at the ceiling they have and it's what took you said like 20 30 people maybe um, not very high level and in a gym surface so that's where most clubs are kind of limited for now and it needs a little more yeah professional yeah venues
1: yeah this is i think this is the the key point that we need to set up some more professional courts professional environment um, that people are who are really competitive are um, or have the opportunity to practice on that level so Mm. i think for most people in the clubs here it's fine for them to play on this um, surface and in the sports hall and they are just playing for fun but if we want to grow and have some real competition then we need some some other direction um, and need to do some improvements on the professionality for for pickleball here.
0: Yeah. I think that's very similar to to where we're at. I mean, you know, my, the club I play at has four courts and they get enough people to fill four courts like each time like that. And that's it. So they've got no desires to expand beyond that like this. You know, almost don't want to because it's too many people otherwise. So, um, yes, very similar um, situation. I think And also, it's just like running out of um, space now for, you know, 300 clubs are running out of available badminton courts um, that are able to be rented and are not being used, you know, in the evenings for some other sport like basketball or football or something else as well, you know. So I think that's the the limit at the moment is kind of we're running out of places that we can have a new club. um, Yeah,
1: but on the, on the other hand, it's great to hear that you are running out of courts. Um, <laughs> so we, I think we we still have plenty of badminton courts here, but we don't have the people who are able to fill all these courts. Yeah. So I think in UK um, the demand is really high for for pickleball, and people are and companies also companies are getting aware of pickleball and start thinking about okay what can we do to um, improve the pickleball um, world in in uk yeah and i think also uk is yeah a step ahead uh, or for all european countries um yeah they are a step ahead and are yeah also with the um english open for example with all this um this nice roller courts um they had um it's completely different what we have here in, in other countries in, in Europe. Yeah. So the most most all the big big tournaments, German Open, Belgium Open, uh Spanish Open, they are all playing on um yeah sports hall floor. And yeah. and UK was the first tournament with um pickleball courts.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think yeah, for the most part it's it's still Generally, people just going for fun, for recreation. But you can tell the competitive players increasing just by the numbers attending the opens that want to compete. The fact there was eleven hundred this year, which was four hundred and fifty the year before, just shows that actually there is more people yeah. that want to take it seriously. And then, you know, and I guess the courts will come now uh, because of that. Um, the um, I think the nationals was smaller um, at six six hundred and fifty something along those lines. But that's because. um, they had a th- uh, Pickable England had a three-year deal on the the the, the uh, event space, so and this was the third year, yeah. and so they didn't they probably could have had more players, but they had to you know, fulfill the contract they had for the for the space. So I think the next year probably the nationals will probably be bigger um, than than this year for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about the open because they pretty much filled that hall that you guys went to as well in Telford, So it's either going to be more days or yeah. try and find a bigger space, but. We'll see. Okay, um, so what what countries are you seeing? You know, you've got, I guess you've got an overview of like the of Europe, and I guess you don't really know growth. But I guess you, I guess you can get an indication through sales, right, of like which which countries are going faster than others. Like, what are the countries in Europe are you seeing kind of some good growth?
1: Yeah, um, it's clear for us that UK is the strongest market in in Europe. Um, um, I think also because UK, they have a good connection to to the US um, with APP, um, but it's a big advantage and um, yeah, we also can see that the demand and the request for products, for YOLA products in UK is really high. it's, I think it's the most further developed country for pickleball in, in, um, in our area here. Um, all other countries, I don't know, it's next one is maybe Spain. <clears throat> um, Spain is also strong, but, um, yeah, it's not easy to, um, yeah, get some sales in, in Spain because, uh, I don't know why I can't, I can't tell you why, why it, it's hard. It's hard for, for us to, to get to step into the market in Spain. I don't know, right. maybe uh-huh. because they are stick to their, um, Spanish brands. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't tell you. Yeah. Okay. You. That's
0: interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: But yeah, but I, in, in general, so all other countries, they are more or less on the same level. Um, it's growing but really slowly um, yeah but we need to um, figure out what the key factor is um, or what the trigger is we need to 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 pull that we can yeah do more in in all pickleball markets we have uh, right now and also develop some some other countries um, also east european countries mm-hmm. it's not that big at the moment um, um yeah sweden is also a strong country with really good players and um yeah yeah we need we need to figure out um how we can handle all these other countries except of uk and um yeah Uh, yeah this is this is our main uh, market at the moment
0: yeah it's Still early days, I mean, it's going to come right probably in a lot of European countries, especially Spain. I mean, they love paddle right there, but it's uh, yeah. I was speaking to Luis de Cristobal, who's running the uh Mediterranean Open in it's uh, uh, in December, and that's at the Rafa Nadal Academy in Mallorca, which is going to be spectacular, I think, because um, that facility wow. sounds epic. I don't know if you know about it, but they've got like a school, a hospital, they've got like something like 60 tennis courts like 40 outdoor like 20 clay number of indoor courts um and they've got yeah. paddle courts and then they're, they've just built their first pickleball court but they're building a bunch more before december i think for uh, for the uh mediterranean open and i was talking to him and he said you know it's it's really really small still but you know there's definitely like a little groundswell of stuff happening there
2: yeah, I think I think we we've talked to him as well, and I think it's very interesting, and I think he's on the right track. I think he's having the right idea how to set up a big tournament because it's like distinguished at the academy. He has dedicated courts from the get go. I think it makes a lot of sense the way the way he's doing it. So, um, I'll yeah, I support like his his plan for now, and I hope that I I can be there. I haven't signed up yet, but I will.
0: No, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it should be it should be good. I, I, I'm I've just. See that's the problem with doing these podcasts. Now I like now I heard about it and he talked to him. Now I'm going. So I'm I'm gonna be there for sure. Okay. <laughs> in December the flights are really cheap though. So like for a return flight to the in the UK it was less than fifty pounds. Um, so
2: Oh, then I I go to you first, Mark, and then I fly over. So <laughs> I <it's on Shiba laughs> and I'm right. in Germany.
0: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah,
2: <laughs> not, not that's cheap. Yeah, but I've talked to, to Louis about this quite a bit the last the last like weeks, months, and for some reason, flights from London are very cheap across Europe, and in Germany, we struggle a little more to get the cheap the cheap flights and yeah, also get a good location to depart from. I guess because wherever right. wherever I depart I have to go like two hours by car or more or less, so it's
1: oh, not that's very crazy, easy. But
2: yeah. Yeah, I think I think it can be a really cool uh, tournament. And it's, it's not an only one it's like a a series of a couple more hopefully Mm -hmm. so we will see how it goes but i think they have a good a good starting point for now
0: yeah no it should be fun it should be fun okay um can you tell us a little bit about like the work that yoda's doing to help grow the sport um yeah
1: yeah well yeah
2: i think we can i mean
1: so this is Bussy's job now. <laughs> <laughs> what we can do too? <laughs> no, that's
2: fair.
1: That's fair. <laughs> I mean, we have.
2: I have been talking to a couple of tournament directors over the last like weeks, and also Duki has been very supportive, uh, helping the local or more regional tournaments over the last year. Like we've been in, uh, in Luxembourg, in some German tournaments, and wherever we've been, we also left some traces, whether it be banners or some prizes or some some balls and. We really try to, you know, share a little bit of the of the gear that everybody gets, you know, proper conditions to, to play on. And our plan, again, is also to support uh, the right the right tournaments, the ones that we believe in. And um, that, yeah, people enjoy going to a tournament more rather than going to all of them and not being happy when they come back home. If you go to a tournament, you should be very happy that you spent the money and you went. Because for all of us, it's expensive to travel. Um, maybe not for you, but for, for the rest of us, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so really, we want to support where we can the tournaments, the players. Um, also, yeah, in retail, we want to just you know be here as a as a brand with proper gear, and, and push as much as we can. I think there's yeah. lots to do, and it's not our only task to develop the sport, but obviously it, it helps. It goes hand in hand. If the sport grows, then mm-hmm. we as a brand grow as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we we try to do what we can. How we can help from from our side, from the Yola side, um, to get access for or give people the access to to the sport. <clears throat> so, like Basti said, with with equipment, um, help them out with equipment. But um, yeah, also in general, we need the help of all associations, all the clubs um, to push this this sport more to the people and more to the market. And we yeah we. Can do what we can um with our equipment that they can start playing and um have a first uh, um yeah um i don't know uh, first access to, to yeah. yeah to to this board and um they can try it but um you know, i think it's it's more uh um a group effort we have to do with all associations and clubs yeah. and um all other people who are involved in the sport
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense okay, so you you alluded earlier that Yola have released a new paddle and a new ball uh can you tell us a little bit about this? yeah, sure we have actually we have the
2: ball right <laughs> behind us yeah. yeah,
1: you see
2: first first you, dear uh
1: spectators <laughs> yeah. for you. First, look looks like look like like all other balls um but it's um really we we took us a long way to to develop this ball so we have like i said um in the beginning we have 70 years um, experience um, in table tennis also with developing balls um, rackets for table tennis blades um rubbers for table tennis what really helps us to develop all this um, high quality um, pedals and balls and um, pickleball equipment we have now and yeah this ball here is um, one of the yeah <laughs> nicest engineering product uh, we have um, with uh, so it's 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 even hard, it's a really hard ball. it's for the hard court, um it's and we played with it in 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 orlando at the yola tournament this uh august september and it's really nice to play so it's really difficult uh, different to the balls we play in regular sports hall this are regular sports hall balls they're really soft and this is really hard and really fast um so um yeah I think yeah. we'll have to play with this ball. Yeah, when like
2: when we played in Orlando, it was like the unofficial launch, more or less, right? And we mm-hmm. all played with it. The beginners, the intermediate, the pros, all played with it, and everybody said, what a great ball. Like, it's yeah. really, really fun. Hits, hits nicely, bounces well, it doesn't crack uh, very much, but it cracks, which is also good if a ball lasts forever. It's also no good, I think. So, it's a very, very good experience from the get-go, and... Yeah, as you see forty holes. We have a, a lot of like science put into this ball. Uh like the difference or like the space between the balls are calculated with the Fibonacci sphere, which is like a very physical term. I don't wanna explain much more, but yeah. it is some science in it. And I'm really excited that it gets out and we can play it. As Duki said, it's mostly for the hardcore because I'm sure or I would think on the gym floor it, it skids a little bit but um, we hopefully have a chance to display it at the end of the year in the tournaments a little bit and we'll see what, what people would say. Again, it's not on retail in Europe yet, but we'll, we'll have it very soon and hopefully play it uh, in December already in Europe. And then, yeah, it will change a little bit the market of, of the balls because, you know, so far other brands have the majority of the tournament balls and with this one, we really hope to challenge, to challenge it.
0: How does it compare to the Primo ball that you have?
2: Well, this ball is also, um, well, it's a little harder. I think it's harder and maybe a little bit heavier. So really the Primo will, will stay. And it's great for indoor play and like normal play. This one is more aggressive. I think it's harder and heavier. So for me, it's more fun.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. That that makes sense. Yeah. Cause the Primo was it was forty holes as well, right? That's forty holes and it's kind of out outdoor mainly.
2: Yeah, I think it was a hybrid ball and um you can still play with Primo, still a good ball, I thought. But this one I was really impressed with. And it's not easy to make a, a proper ball that has all the all the specifications you need. And this one is
0: does have it. Yeah. So okay. people
2: be excited for the Helios ball.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get my hands on a few when, uh, when they're available over here in Europe. Uh, it'd be good to give them a try. So the uh, the new Hyperion C2 paddle as well. Tell us about that. Like, what's the evolution uh, yeah. from the original Hyperion? And how does it vary from the Perseus, for example?
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like a merger between the two of them because a lot of people like the shape of the Hyperion. I mean, this is the paddle that... Yeah, we have sold uh, the most, I guess, over the last year or two, and now we have basically the same shape, you know, the little elongated face and with a round edge, arrow curve yep. edge up top, yep. but with the Perseus surface, like with the, the carbon yep. surface on top, so it's like a win-win of, of both worlds, and yeah, it's it's a really, really good paddle. I haven't played with it personally, I don't know if
1: you have. No, no. We will have it um, for for ISPO in uh, Munich. Um, we have some samples here, um, but we will order them as well to, for for the European market. Then,
0: yeah, great. Well, I've got both. I've got the Hyperion and, and the Perseus. So that's the ones I generally use. So, uh, yeah, being yeah, I can I can imagine how it looks as a hybrid.
2: <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, as as uh, I guess we said earlier, a lot of technology going into the product and. I think it's ever ever changing you know with the rules with technology and we'll see how how far it goes uh, yeah when it comes to spin and power but i think we're not at the end yet
0: yeah so the the core of those paddles i don't know if the hyperion and the perseus cores are the same are they or are they are they different and which if so which ones the c2 got as i said c2 got the perseus core do you know well
2: I always, I I started to play with the Hyperion like last year and really I I liked it a lot. I was skeptical at first because I'm not really, I don't have a long handle usually, I don't have a longer face. I usually like more the square things because I used to play a little table tennis back in the days. But then I was really happy with the overall performance, you know, in defense or on offense. And for me the Hyperion still holds up really, really well as an all-round paddle. But I could tell that the surface on the Perseus and Scorpius a little more, it's a little more aggressive, a little more spin. You can get a little more pop yeah. out of the both. And now having this this wow. mixture of the like two very good worlds, you know, have the kind of like the all-round functionality in the Hyperion combined with the surface now that we have in the next generation paddles, will be fun to see how it works. For mm-hmm. me, I think this could be, yeah, it could be a paddle that I could give anybody and they would do well. Besides Doki.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, really excited. I'm really excited to test all the pedals we um, develop and I test almost all pedals we have and it's really different sometimes to say, okay, what, what is the difference of this pedal? What is the difference of these pedals? Because I also don't have that experience in, in record sports. Um, yeah. or, so other people, for example, the table tennis people here, um, um, they have a lot of table tennis experience. They can tell you really the smallest difference of the um, table tennis um, racket. Um, um, and I think the more you play with all the pedals we have, the more you can feel the difference as well. So this is what I need to figure out. So. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, but it's 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 nice to, to see all the pedals and to, to play with all the pedals. Um, sometimes, for me personally, I switch the pedals too much. <laughs> so I don't get used to one pedal and I play with this yeah. pedal and then the next day with this pedal. Um, yeah, it's not the best strategy, I think.
2: You have too many available. Yeah, too, too many available, problem. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I need to stick to one pedal and then play with it for uh-huh. a couple of months uh-huh. yeah but yeah the technology like basti said it's more or less the same um so in all pedals we have this um this honeycomb core um and for this new hyperion it goes from the um surface from the top uh, up uh, down to the to the handle um so you have a little bit more or less vibration of the of the pedal um, head um, if you're playing.
0: Yeah, okay, makes sense. So what what pedal are you using at the moment, Basti?
2: I'll play the, the Scorpius the 16. Oh, yep. Because, you know, as a fitness type player, I don't need a lot of reach, but I, I have to protect my face and everything that's in front of me. So for me, the square shape works really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever Felix pops up, I have to out somehow so so that's uh, that's a good for me <laughs> and i guess you know depending on the ball i think it's interesting that you could also you know change a little bit the thickness of the paddle you know <laughs> the, the softer the ball the thinner you can use the paddle so you have the yeah. same bounce of the paddle mm-hmm. um but if if i play or when we play with really hard balls which is most played at the bigger tournaments then i stick with the 16. Yeah. it doesn't pick the ball to the same, I think, precision or like yeah, precision goes over power usually.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I,
2: this is my choice and I'm really really happy with it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So I have this is uh, 16 mm, the Hyperion 60 mm, <laughs> Hyperion 40 mm. <millimeter. laughs> yeah. 60 mm and is 40 mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. More than the <laughs> shoes. <I think>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: okay. See, I don't um, want to get drawn into this, this yeah, big mess. Yeah. I stick with the one and learn that before learning everything and not yeah, knowing anything. But
1: I think we need to know our products, so that I test all the products.
2: I do play them, <laughs> but not like, not expensively. Dougie always has like five. He's like, which one should I use today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. Okay. Um, so a question I get all the time is... You know, there's a lot of new players coming through, right? So, uh, you know, especially in the UK, right? So, we've, you get a lot of people who just started out. They don't know what paddle to buy, and they say, oh, "Look, I'm just starting. You know, I have played tennis before. Like, which which one should I buy? Which paddle should I buy? Because you know, there is, you know, there's all the ones that we've spoken about now, but then there's like yeah. a whole bunch more, right? There's five, six more, like even of <laughs> the pro paddles, and then then you got the then you got the budget paddles. It's kind of overwhelming, yeah. right, for people. Like, so what, what's your response yeah, yeah. To, to that question?
2: Well, we actually talked about this a little bit this morning, Duke and I, and uh, very interesting that we had the same idea really right away. Uh, as a tennis player, you have a little experience beforehand, and then if if the money or the budget is not a problem, then we always recommend to go like for Hyperion type of paddle. Those start at like 150 and up, and it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to go at that price range. You don't need to buy like a $240 paddle right away, but if you start with like a $60 paddle, then you'll notice after two, three weeks that you're already maxed the paddle out and you you have to change again so you end up buying twice. And as I said earlier, Hyperion models are really, really good all round and uh, you get like the longer shape, which is a tennis player what he's used to. So I think an Hyperion starting at, yeah between 150 and 200 there's a couple of models still but it's the choice i would i would give him
0: yeah yeah okay that's good that's kind of similar to what i I, I say as well um so yeah and for people that just haven't started out at all and just want to like the essentials paddle's fine for someone on like a real low budget um that doesn't really have much racket experience we kind of
2: yeah or if it's a social blade and it essentially works very well too if you don't care about you know spin or, or yeah. winning or if you don't care about uh yeah having a really high quality paddle then yes but the essential is a full like solid paddle that yeah. you just feel like if it's an experienced player eventually you'll get you get to the end of the paddle and then you yeah, have yeah. to upgrade
0: very quickly yeah and we might have covered a lot of the stuff here but you know looking forward you know, what plans do you, are you able to share that, that Yola has for Germany or the UK or, you know, the rest of Europe?
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned this uh, before. So we want to help um, to grow the sport in, in Europe in general. We um, need to figure out. So it's completely new for us. Um, we started with pickleball here in Europe. It's, yeah, it's a year ago. So, in general, we started with Pickleball um, in April, 22, and then a couple months later, we started um, with Pickleball in Europe. So, um, yeah, for us, everything in Pickleball is like, new for us, for Basti, Basti knows it a little bit more, Um, but the market for us in in Europe is, yeah, a blank sheet, Um, we need to figure out um, what tournaments are popping up um then what groups are coming how we can help these groups how we can help the tournaments to grow how we can um involve new people to the sports and also other people from from tennis for example um yeah to to get one step to to pick a ball and, and what we can do for to help them to to go to pick a ball or include pickleball to their um, to their clubs so this is what we need to figure out um, and how we can help them so yeah mostly it's it's sponsoring of, of equipment um, with uh, yeah some small prices for um, some tournaments um, but I'm really Positive that we will have some other opportunities in the next couple years or so in the next one or two years. I think there will be another growth um, happening um, in, in in Europe, and yeah, then I also think we we are in another position to to push the sport um, to this direction we want to go. So yeah, to the professional pickleball world. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean, there's um, several ideas I guess we have, or I have in my head personally at least. Like, for me, I, my dream would be to assemble like a team Yola, like with a lot of players on it, and eventually there's gonna be an event maybe where you play um, as as a Yola only team, or you play an MLP style uh, event across Europe. This is like what I have in my head, and that, that would be really fun, really fun to do. So we're looking. Um, yeah what we can do to spread I guess the brand across all levels, players, countries and there is some things we have um, we have in our sleeves but we can't open them up right now but mm. you'll, you'll you'll know when, when you
0: see it yeah okay, oh well, well that's a bit of a teaser <laughs> 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 what about um, any is there anything sorry Basti that was the plan. yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything else you can share, like, uh, from YOLO worldwide, like that's coming up, f- future things, you know, not only just Europe, but even from the US that might be interesting to the audience?
1: Yeah, so there are a lot of things are happening right now. So we also working close in um, Australia with MLP in Australia, for example. Um, this is um, some tournament like, like the, they have in the US already. Um, yeah. We're sponsoring them, so there's a lot of pickleball going on worldwide, so not just in the US. Um, we are helping other tournaments and other countries in other areas like uh, Australia in China in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, we start working with um, a lot of people there and sp- spread this sport there and I think um, what I saw is that um, that some other Asian countries are a little bit faster than we are here in, in Europe and yeah we need to speed up I think we need to speed up here in, in, in Europe a bit to um, um, yeah get in the position we want to be and um, yeah this is yeah what we can yeah like i don't know the the things what we can do is to, to help the tournaments here to grow and what we also do in, in other countries. Um, in asia or in australia so yeah we are we are we are really, really visible in in other countries and want to be in, in visible in europe as well and um yeah our plan is to be or if not we are the the biggest brand in in pick um already um and want to push this more to the pickable world as well to, yeah. to get um, all the visibility we need to, to grow the sport. Yeah.
0: Okay. Excellent. Uh, and is there any new products coming down the road that you're able to talk about
1: um, or not? Um, yeah, the newest is like we showed already is the, the Helios ball and this Hyperion C2 pedals. I
2: was gonna say, Mark, you're not happy with the ones we showed you?
0: Yeah, oh no, they're good, right? But um, like, what's the ne- What's the other ones that we don't like that we haven't seen yet? That's what I want to know. What's the scoop? Uh,
1: oh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're always working on, on new products also on uh. New pedals. We try a lot of pedals. We test a lot of pedals. A lot of different materials. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I think I can't go too deep in this topic um, because there are a lot of secrets. And um, um, but we are yeah always um, try to to produce or develop even better pedals than we have right now.
2: Yeah. One thing I do want to mention now when I think about it now is uh, something that's actually relevant for Europe is uh, the symmetry net we're coming out with uh, in December. It's like a new technology for nets because you know the nets you have to assemble now bar by bar by bar and they have the middle post yeah. up there. And the net, the symmetry net is going to be without the middle bar. It has like a tension rod that pushes out the bars with like a bent, yeah. a bent bar in the middle. Um, really really cool technology and for me this can change the game for like transportable nets because it's easier to assemble that the performance is much much better um, for, for those kind of nets so this is going to be a game changer so let's look out for, for that one as well in December and I think it's a yeah, fair fair price point for clubs and for tournaments so we can eventually get get away from the flimsy Flimsy nets we have right now because it's one of my pet peeves. The nets when you hit the dink yeah. across the middle and it goes at the bar and up, and you hear the yeah. sound, you're like, "What is happening?" So this is a big, a big thing too. I think it's gonna be yeah in the European store in December.
0: Awesome, yeah, yeah. A lot of those temporary nets, like the the ball just creeps over as well when it hits the tape rather than just exactly, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So
2: that that was due for a change for sure.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, look, yeah, I've, I've seen the product. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that being available in Europe as well. Um, so aside from Austria, what other events have you got kind of planned you're planning to attend over the, over the next six months or so? Well,
2: it was weird, Mark, because really I felt like after September, October, kind of the calendar slowing down and everybody's getting ready for Christmas markets and stuff. And then eventually Everybody thought, hey, December, why not make a tournament? Yeah. <laughs> so now suddenly uh, I have an invitational coming up in in beginning of December or end of November in Sweden. It's yeah. the second, the second go around. Last year it was really fun with only eight, eight uh, competitors, let's say, in each division eight singles, eight men's, eight women's, and eight mixed in the event center in Nishöping in at uh, yeah, Kenneth Darlin's place also a player, so very good, very handy. And uh, now this year is the second go-around, and it's been really fun, because it's more like a private community, there's, there haven't been many spectators, it's like, let's say, yeah, a really small group of really good players, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we have the Mediterranean open uh, a week later, and then mm-hmm. another week later, there's gonna be the tournament in Austria, and then there's Christmas, so December really is, is jam-packed, and yeah, for me, it's an exciting, I'm looking forward to it. And next year's fully open. I don't think there's much on the, on the map yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us on the Pickleball Addiction podcast. Like if people want to know more about you and where, want to follow what you're doing, where's, where's the best for them to go?
1: Uh, in, on Instagram, on um, yolaeurope.pb. There are no uh-huh. posts so far, but we are working on it.
0: <laughs>
1: we just started this account. Okay,
0: okay. We just started
1: this account. But Instagram, yolaeurope.pb. Excellent.
0: Basti, do you have any personal social accounts or anything?
2: I do, yeah. Uh, Basti Grau, pb, I think, as well. But it's also loaded up with YOLA stuff, so more or less the same content. (laughs) No, but feel free to follow me, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll try to share some video clips and like funny things I see or stuff uh, really what I feel like is interesting uh, because Mm -hmm. Instagram sometimes is very much overloaded with just, you know, long and normal posts. So I really try to be more spontaneous and yeah, put something that's funny sometimes, Mm -hmm. so. I think that's cool. The more serious account will be Yola Europe PB. Yeah, it's to come.
0: Okay, so Instagram's the best place then.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, thanks once again for for joining us on the podcast. Um, really nice talking to you. Um, really interesting. So um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again, and have a have a great week. Thank you for Thank having you us. Too.